Hey everyone, on this episode of On The Fly, Rico and I are gonna be talking about how to build good rapport with a prospect and how to handle the objection, I don't wanna wait that long for results. So let's go. Keep it simple, be transparent. Don't be afraid to express your ideas. We don't shy away from tough conversations. Aim to win. It's all about give a shit factor. Welcome to the podcast. We are back in the studio. I want to remind everyone when we get started, like I do every week when we get started here, to send any questions that you have or any suggestions that you want us to cover on the podcast to TSI Suggestions at townsquareinteractive.com. So that'll be anything, any topics you want us to cover, objections you want us to cover, that kind of thing. TSI Suggestions at townsquareinteractive.com. You ready to go? Let's get it going. All right. Well, our, we're starting a new uh, new topic kind of here. Yeah, for the next couple of weeks. For the next couple of weeks. We have been uh, diving into different core topics, and now we're going to break down kind of the needs analysis, yep. the demo, chunk by chunk, why it's important, how to use it in your, in your sales pitch and on your calls, and we're calling this Fulfilling Your Needs. Your Needs. With Rico and Brian. That's it. Okay. Um, so we're going to start, we're going to skip the um, introing the call because that's pretty straightforward. Yep. Qualifying the DM. Qualifying the DM. Pretty straightforward. Just don't skip qualifying the Ever. DM. Ever on your calls, cold calls or demos, make sure you know who you're talking to because that's how you're going to get yourself a sale. True. Okay. So we're going to jump into building rapport with a prospect. Right. And initially you're like, well, rapport... That's easy. I know what I'm that that doesn't seem like much of a sales tactic or right. whatever you want to call it, but it's very important. Hundred percent. Very, very important to build rapport and we can get a lot uh, of firepower for how we're gonna solve the business's problem from rapport. So I wanna tell you and everyone that's that's listening and watching um, there's a book, it's called Influence. I, I, I own this book, I've read this book by Robert. Uh, his last name is Kildini. Kildini, C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I. But the book is called Influence, and it's the seven psychologies of why people buy. And one of those psychologies is likability. So we're more likely to say yes to a request if we feel a connection to the person making the request. Right. So... One people buy from who they like is, it? is basically what that is yeah. in a in a nutshell, right? So, um, you basically have to get people to like you. Yeah. How do you get people to like you? Ask questions. Ask questions. <laughs> Don't talk about. They need to feel valued, yeah. right, during right. this process. So, we can't talk about ourselves. We have to talk about them. Yeah, I think we have to. We have to understand <clears throat> who we're selling. I think we get so caught up in this is a transactional sale. I've got a demo to run for 30 to 60 minutes yeah, and I've gotcha. got to hurry up. And we end up spending the whole time telling them about us. When in reality, they don't care who we are. They don't care what we do or how we do it. Nope. They care that we're going to fix whatever problem they have. And so we have to stop and spend more time figuring out what those problems are 
in building that connection with that individual. And we have the unique opportunity to do it in 10 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. We have to do it in 10 minutes or less. Yeah. Uh, Rapport, I mean, you can build rapport pretty quickly too. Right. Um, But yeah, the whole sale is about them. So we have to make them feel that that it's about them instead of product dumping, you know, pitching at them, like all that kind of stuff. Um, So what do, how do you, what's your, how do you build rapport usually? Honestly, the so the secret sauce is just going to be, you have to care. That's it. You have to care, or at least if you don't feel like caring, act like you care. Like, like that is it. And if you sit, if you operate out of that care and trying to understand and really putting yourself in somebody's shoes, let's call it empathy, right? Yeah, yeah. The difference between sympathy and empathy is you're putting somebody, yourself in somebody's shoe to understand their situation. Right. That's when you can start asking those right questions. Rapport, I think, gets a a cheesy connotation mm-hmm. because it's how's the weather? How yeah, about them Knicks? Like, right. well, they suck. We all know right, that, right? right? So the reality of it is, is that it's not those questions. It's let me stop, slow down, and try and understand you, connect with you. And the reality is, is you showed up to this call. Let's figure out why. Why did you show up, right? What do you want to find out? What do you want to know? How long have you had your business? Like, if you met this person at a coffee shop or a bar or wherever, you'd ask those same questions. Yeah, you would. It's kind of like you would get to know somebody first before you told them about your entire job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like We're all guarded in any social situation. We're guarded. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're at the birthday party where you don't know the the person sitting next to you or whatever, you know, you're going to ask questions about them before just telling a bunch of stuff about you, hopefully. Yeah. Right. Um, But yeah, you have to be somewhat interested to, to actually, actually be interested in what, how this person got to where they are Yeah, on some level. Right. Um, and the reality is I think we, to some degree, we owe it to them to, to do that if they invested time to meet with us. Like yeah. if you think about that, if we're going to sit there and say, all right, cool, I'm going to ask for two to eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars from you, I should probably take a vested interest in your business to get that opportunity. Well, yeah. That's the trade-off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the... um. So here's a few questions that I used to ask to build rapport that would get business owners to open up. Right. Because again, if you can get them talking about themselves, it takes care of itself. You're gonna start to you're gonna start to piece together mm-hmm. their need and all that kind of stuff pretty right. pretty easily. Um, but I would always ask, how long have you been in business? Mm-hmm. As like my opening question. Right. Like I'm just curious. Like, hey, so how long have you been in business? Right. Yeah. And a couple things there is one, if they've been in if They've been in business for a while. I know, like, there's a fundamental, um, I don't know what you would call it, but if if a business is operated more than three years, usually that's when they're profitable. Right. Right? Have you heard that before? Yeah, I think it's what, 80 or 70% of businesses shut down in the first three years. Right. So if yeah. you make it past three years, you're pro- it's a, usually a profitable yeah. business, right? right? So if I say, you know, how long have you been in business? And they say 20 years, I know... That's my indication to, to know that they can invest five to a thousand dollars in their in their business. And every they month. care about their business. This isn't a fly by night thing. Yeah, yeah. They they have they this have, is their life. They have money yeah. if they're twenty years in business. And they take it serious. Correct. Right. So I always get that question uh, I always ask that question first because mm-hmm. it kinda like gets me down the path to the next question, which is like Sometimes I'll I'll ask, are you from Scranton, Pennsylvania? And yeah. they'll say, no, I was from here or there or whatever. And maybe I can connect with them like, oh, I have somebody who lives there or whatever. Right. And this can all be done in like five minutes. Yeah. Right? So 
I'm like, how long you been in business? Are you from the area that you're working in? And then how did you end up getting into it? Like, mm-hmm. how did you become an attorney? How did you, what made you decide to become a general contractor right. or whatever it is? And that, how did you end up in the industry question? That's where they just start dumping on you. Yeah, that's like, where you try to, that's what leads in to advertising and fear of loss into their troubles, into their issues. Because then you start asking questions like, well, how long have you been doing that for? Right. right. Why hasn't it worked yet? What frustrations have you had? And yeah. now you've built four or five minutes of trust to get the answers from that piece. And more importantly, now they feel like you have, number one, their best interest at mm-hmm. at hand. And then number two, they feel like you are listening to them. That's it. And 100% people are buying from us sometimes just because they feel like we listen to them and all the other people that pitched them didn't listen. Right. One, just think about all the frustrations you have yourself, right? Whether you're listening or it's us. The biggest frustration we typically have, whether it's in a relationship or it's in work, is that someone isn't listening to you or doesn't value your opinion. Yeah. Well, if we treat the prospect the same way, the same frustration is going to come out on their end. So let's flip it. If we do it correctly, then it makes the sale so much easier. Yeah, you can't just blow through this this little process. Humanize yourself to the the prospect. Right. Don't be just a voice on the phone that's trying to take their money. Correct, because that's what they think. Yeah, and until you until you start to understand them and make them understand that you do value their story, you they're, I mean, you're farther away from the sale yeah. if you don't do that. Now you're just convincing them to take their take money out of their pocket, throw it to you, and they're like, "Well, I'm just gone in thirty days, anyways." Yeah, it yeah. also eliminates objections. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, people will be afraid to ask questions. Uh, people will be afraid to push back on someone they like. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. for sure, and also. Um, if they feel understood, they just probably won't throw you some of the, the false objections yeah. that they give everybody else. Right. You know, you've probably heard it if you've if you've been on the phone or um, sitting in someone's office pitching our product for a while. They're they're like, um, they're they like the way that you that uh, you talk to them, and uh, once they feel more understood, they're not going to give you those objections. I kind of lost my train of thought yeah. there, but. Um, you know, they're buying from people they like anyway. That's it. Um, so how long have you been in business? Um, how did you, you get from? into the industry? Are yeah. you from that area? Those are all just great softball questions that get people to open up. Right. Um, and they can help us overcome some objections too. Real simple. You have anything else to add on that? That's it. Just that, I mean, like I said, I, we understand that not everyone cold calling cares about what we do or how we do it or cares about connecting with a with a, a business owner to help their business, that's yeah. fine. But act like it. It makes your job easier. Yeah, and the thing is, when you start to just act like it in the beginning, you're going to find people yeah. that you actually do connect with, Yep. and you're going to like them a lot more, and the sale's going to go better. You're going to feel more comfortable talking to them, all that yep, kind of stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, good. So let's go to our objection of the week. All right. Um, objection of the week is I don't want to wait that long for results. Right. What's your take on this objection? I think the take is we're scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the take. Yeah. When we hear that, we think, all right, I got to go into sell mode and then I got to, I got to oversell it. We just had this issue come across the floor, right? With expectations. Yeah. But we don't address it directly versus if we set the proper expectation of what SEO is and what it's, what's going to happen then we can build that trust because at the end of the day, the goal is to sign a client up and keep them long-term. If we do it correctly and we answer that question correctly, then we're fine. This objection comes from 
them not understanding the value of the service you just pitched. Yeah. Partly. Right. And we kind of set ourselves up for that a little bit when we only, only sell, you're going to get more work. Right. Like if there's nothing, if we're not, if there's nothing else there, then you're going to get more work. And those, and that's the, those are the clawbacks we end up having. Yeah. yeah. Those are the issues when somebody says, well, I didn't get 10 jobs in the first month. Right. Just because that's what you told them. You didn't clarify how this works and they don't understand it. Right. So the so this is like an expectation objection a little bit here, right? Right. So it's like I don't want to wait that long for results. Um, and usually we'll be like, well, well, we'll try and cram it in there. We can get it done like in thirty days or yeah. ninety days or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, but I would rather get a prospect that I can say, hey, you're going to invest in this long term. Yeah, it's an undersell over deliver situation. Like long term. Yeah. Like expect to do this for the rest of your, you know, while you're in business, like. People aren't going to use the internet any less in the future, mm-hmm. right? So this is a very long-term play for your business, and you have to be willing to, to invest in it. And don't just look at it like, I'm going to do this for a few months and see what happens. Right. I want to tell that to somebody. When I think when you, if I get that objection back, I don't want to wait that long, I don't have time. There's, when I push back and say, well, hold on, let me show you how you need to build your business. You start giving yourself the expertise tag. Like mm-hmm. you, you are the expert. You know what you're talking about. Because we're the ones that talk to hundreds of businesses a day. Right. They don't talk to hundreds of us a day. Right. So if we can let them know, that's cool that you want it now. That's awesome. There are other outlets out there for it. And I'm willing to walk away if you don't want to talk about a real solution for your business. Because this will solve those problems over time and permanently solve them. Or you can take this approach of, I need jobs now and constantly be looking for jobs now. Which one do you want? Yeah. And And they really don't want the, I'm looking for jobs right now. They're really looking for a long-term solution. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to wait that long for results, right? Mm-hmm. How do, usually when I go to overcome that objection, I'm I'm asking them right out of the gate. So why do you feel like that's a long time? Yeah, understand what they're saying. Just yeah. like we've said, handle any objection by asking, "Why are you asking that?" Yeah, exactly. Why is that important to you? Yeah. A trick that I've always used and I I've taught is one: ask them to restate the question. Right? If you give me that objection, all right, all right, cool. Let me. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying exactly. Restate the question for me, right? And they're and like, it, well, I don't want to... Yeah, it does two things. It, it buys you time, mm-hmm. so you don't have to hurry up and quick respond. It buys you time to think of a good response pertaining to the conversation. And two, what ends up happening is they start over-explaining themselves, <laughs> and when they over-explain themselves, they get loose of the objection, and you're back in the conversation, and the objection was never real to begin with. Yeah, they could talk themselves out of an objection. A hundred percent. We just got to give them the form to do so. Yeah. Why do you feel like this? Why do you feel like 90 days is a long time? Why do you feel like six months is a long time? Why do you feel like two years is a long time? Yeah. And if you've asked them, how long have you been in business? And it's somebody that's been in business for 20 years, you can use that to your advantage if you get this objection. Because they understand the long game. Yeah, look, you've built, you told me your story. You've built this business off of blood, sweat, tears. You've been going at it for 20 years. You're, you've tried different things in the past to try and get you to another level. It hasn't worked out. Why aren't you willing to invest another six months to see this yeah. benefit your business? Right. Like you can use that time to overcome the objection. Yeah. And then just if you do, again, if you do everything correctly and ask the right questions and, and care for the individual, or care for the business owner, you start asking questions like, well, let me ask you a question. When you did this, how long How long did that take? 
How long were you with somebody? Mm-hmm. Right? Why did it take so long? You're frustrated with whatever situation or here's the pain. Mm-hmm. It, how long was that happening? Six, seven, eight months, two months, three months. All right, cool. So if that's going to happen that way, do you think this is going to happen this way? And you can start kind of Comparing. apples and apples. It happened this long, nothing happened. Now what? You took a, a, a non-permanent solution and you had frustration with it over time. Now we're talking about a permanent solution. It's the exact opposite. Do you think you'll have success with it? Right? I don't know. I think it's just when you connect with somebody and understand how long they've been doing something that worked or didn't work, now I can use that to my advantage. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this objection will come when you just give like a sloppy pitch. Yeah. You don't run a good needs analysis. You don't build rapport. Because you just pitched you pitched product. product. Yeah. yeah, that's a product. That's pitch a product ob- objection. objection yeah. right? You're just cramming SEO or whatever down their throat. Yeah. And they're like, well, they're basically like, prove it. How, how am I going to know it's working? Or you, how spe- am I yeah. gonna know? <laughs> or you spent the whole demo pitching against a lead source oh, or a lead worst. generator. Yeah. So it's now it's just you're constantly comparing versus if you run a strict needs, it's now I'm solving a problem versus us versus them. Correct. Which is what you don't want to get into. Yeah. So you can use, okay, you've been in business 20, why, first, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. And then you've been in business for X amount of years, but you're, I'm asking you to invest X amount of time yeah. to get you where you told me you want to go. Yeah. But I think that I, that key, that key right there is anytime we get a question or objection is I constantly get asked, what do I say? What do I say? There's no what do I say answer to any question that is asked. Correct. There's no perfect formula. If you stop, the answer to that question is stop and understand why they're asking that question. 1,000%. And if you don't know why, ask them why they're asking that question. Yeah, be curious. Like, what do you mean? Like, why do you even, why would you, why is that a concern? Why are you bringing that up? That's not a weakness. That's not a defense mechanism. That's genuinely trying to understand where this is coming from. Yeah. And when you understand where it's coming from, you know how to handle it. Correct. That's yeah. it. That's the key takeaway right there. For every objection. Every single objection. Every you single figure question. Out where, where that, why you got the objection in the first place. Yeah. Okay. You, anything else to add? That's to that? it. That was easy. Cool. Um, well, I would like to play you a call. Please do. And <laughs> this is <clears> very interesting. We've been talking about our um, true crime podcast on the way in here. So this <laughs> yes. kind of uh, Fits in with plays it. along with it. Hi, um, is this? Um, this is Investigator Johnson speaking. Oh, maybe I have the wrong. Are you dating Mr. McCage? Are you? Yeah. Uh, We're actually investigating a murder scene of his. uh, How do you know him? Mr. McCage must kill somebody. What? Hello. Hi. Hi, we're actually investigating a murder scene. I was wondering how you knew Mr. McCage. Panic mode. Oh, I'm calling about the. Um, are they not oh. in business anymore? No, apparently not. After last night, he was killed. Jeez. Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. That's why I was trying to see how you knew him because we were investigating. We've been answering the phone calls, trying to find out possible leads. And now Catherine. Yeah, I've no idea. Do not call. Could I get your name? Yeah, it's Catherine. This one's back in the open. Okay. (laughs) See, are you Catherine Germanario? Uh huh. How do you spell that last name? G E R. Wild. That's crazy. And that's not one of those fake. M I N. Actually happened. 
Yeah, this is a R I L. It's a real thing. Okay. We're incredibly unfortunate. Now, do you know Mr. McCase personally, or? Yeah, this is a tough one. No, I work at Town Square. This I was just calling about a uh, listing that he had up for. Break the wrist, walk away. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to take this number down, and I'm going to some more questions for you. Is that not crazy? Dude, that's. So here's the thing. Catherine still works here. She's still doing well. So she's innocent. She's all good. She didn't do it. She's in the clear. She didn't do it. So that was just a little true crime cold calling at the end of our our podcast. Um, That's it. I think we did it. We're all done. Okay. We're going to do this every week. Uh, Next week, we're going to go into more of the needs analysis and handle some more objections. So if you have an objection that you want us to handle or a topic you want us to cover, send it to TSI suggestions at townsquareinteractive.com. And we'll see you next time. Later. Later.